Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and talk about how it was down to Mr. Georgia, Marisi Kvitalashvili, to represent the Tuparitsa group and rep the team he did. Hey, Joss. How are you? I am exhausted. It is almost Thanksgiving week here in the States, and it has also been a very busy week in figure skating. Um, So I guess to start off, we in our last episode said that we were going to cover the Warsaw Cup, but unfortunately the Warsaw Cup was at the very last minute canceled, which we are very sad about. So no coverage on that, unfortunately. Yeah, there were a lot of cool skaters that we wanted to see and like something different as well, but... Hmm. Instead, we got Las Vegas Invitational, and I know you watched that, and we will have some words in a future episode about them. Yes, it was a very interesting (laughs) event. It was honestly just kind of like a fun little thing. I was just really happy to see, I guess, mostly American skaters get just another opportunity to get competition ice under their feet. It was like Team Tara versus Team Johnny, and of course, they gave them high praise for being their quote-unquote coaches, but I guess that's just an NBC staple. We should just come (laughs) to expect that. (laughs) But overall, I think it was really fun, and I hope you can find the videos and that you're not geo-blocked, because I hate that shit. (laughs) That's what VPNs are for. (laughs) Uh, But yes, it was an incredibly uh, packed week for skating, and it pretty much culminated in a huge Rostelcom Cup event, and just like we did for Skate America and previous like Russian Test Skate event, um, we are going to split it in two. We are first going to talk about men and ice dance this episode. And next episode, we'll be talking about the pairs and the ladies. Yes, we will. So I guess just kind of like general thoughts about Rustelicom this weekend. First of all, okay. <laughs> I have to let you know that the DJ was hardcore bumpin' Taylor Swift's 1989 for the warm-up song for everyone's free programs. Well, okay, so everyone's free programs besides ladies. Uh, My peacock was acting up, so I had to fast-forward it through the first little bit of ladies. Your peacock was acting up. Sorry. My my peacock premium. Okay, folks, for those of you that do not know this, Americans watch figure skating on this app called Peacock Premium. Not like my pet peacock that I just like casually have at home. My pe- my pet peacock, uh, Melvin, was acting up, so I had to <laughs> put him in his cage and so I could watch ladies. No, that's not true. Uh, my, my app was acting up, so I had to fast forward oh, through the first little bit God. of ladies. Maybe, but- maybe we should change our intro song to Peacock by Katy Perry. Peacock by Katy Perry. Petition to change the intro song to Peacock by Katy Perry. (laughs) But anyways, what I was saying was, All You Had to Do Was Stay, which is my number one underrated song on 1989, was the first warm-up song for free dance, men's free skate, and pairs free skate. So I was very pleased about that. We also heard Style, Out of the Woods, and various other songs when the skaters were coming off the ice and getting into the kiss and cry. So I was very happy, Swifty. (laughs) (laughs) Look, 1989 has some pretty good bangers in them. So like, I I didn't mind at all. No, we did not mind. Uh, Something else that we did not mind is the sponsorship by... So, you know, in the kiss and cry, there was just like this tower of like tinfoil wrapped silver cylinders. And I was like, what are those? They are actually ice cream bars, which was discovered by Edges of Glory and Icy Podcast on Twitter. Shout out to buddies. Hey. (laughs) Um, But they are actually vividly colored ice cream bars, which include a unicorn, Christmas trees, and various fruits, which I thought was very pleasant. Oh, that's cute. I feel like, though, it was less subtle than the Cup of China Shiseido sponsorship. (laughs) And so I was, like, left slightly disappointed that it wasn't more, like, in your face. Hey, at least it was COVID safe, okay? The ice cream bars were individually True. wrapped. Unlike in the last episode, we talked about how Hongyi Chen used this communal pressed powder that was just like sitting in the kiss and cry, put it on her face, and then put it back. So I'm just glad that these ice cream bars are individually wrapped, even though everyone's nose was sticking out in the audience. You know, something has to be COVID safe. But also that, that compact powder was used by, like, I can't remember... Oh, which dance team it was, but they used it. And I was just like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> Hope it's not the same one. <laughs> uh, probably is. But yeah, I mean, Shiseido had, you know, the communal compact powder and Russia just had chin masks. Um, communal COVID. <laughs> communal <laughs> COVID. Communal COVID. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get stuck into it. We're going to start off with Ice Dance. Yeah, I think just like a general note about this whole event, there were definitely more non-Russian teams here, but I really feel that there was a combination of low-balling the non-Russians in their scores and high-balling the Russians. (laughs) We'll get into all of this later. High-balling the Russians in Russia. Who would have thought thought? all Russian judges (laughs) high-balling Russians, right? I mean, like, did we expect it? Yes. But also, will we talk about it? Yes. So (laughs) why don't we start with our first team? Yes. Let's start with Alison Reed and Salius Ambrulevisius. I had, like, okay, pause. It took me, like, about, like, five minutes to get Salius's name down. So, like, I'm really proud that I did it on the first take. Hallelujah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, they represent Salius's Lithuania. And before we get into anything, obviously... I'm starting off with ISU bio hobbies. And let's, I'm going to say, I'm so glad that Allison just, okay, just listen to this. Her ISU bio hobbies are riding roller coasters, Netflix, and late night pizza. We can be friends, Allison. We can definitely be friends. Oh my gosh, late night pizza. This is great. The specificity. It's so great. And Salius's is music and traveling. So... Oh, yeah, that's a letdown. That's a letdown. We've got <laughs> we've got some work to do there. Um, but this was Allison's first uh, competitive outing since the unfortunate passing of her brother Chris Reed, and you could definitely tell the emotions like were flooding her, especially after the rhythm dance. Um, their rhythm dance was to music from the original cast recording of Bandstand, and I don't know. F- for me, it was just. Really, really nice to see them out and to see Allison competing because, yeah, we all know how tough a year it has been for her, especially her and Kathy and that whole Reed family. I totally agree. You know, apart from the skating, which, yes, the Twizzles were looking a little bit rough. They weren't totally in sync, mostly from Salius. But but anyways, um, it has just been a really kind of tough year and just kind of seeing the emotions and seeing her just like burst into tears after the program I cried it was just such like a huge moment for her and I was like you know I don't care if you like slid across the ice on your butt like you're on the ice it's amazing oh exactly um you cried I had allergies same 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 Uh, but but fortunately, it was a very good outing for them in general. Yeah, and he was so, like, supportive of her afterwards. It was just all, like, really, really nice. Um, their free dance was to a bunch of songs by Aurora. And let me tell you, I stand the music choice so hard. I love Aurora. They skated to Churchyard. It happened quiet and soft universe. I really like their selection of songs. And I feel like their choreography like was really well matched to it and like connected to it. I, I don't know. It was really, really nice. Yeah, I think the free dance is where they really shined. The The rhythm dance was, like I was saying, a little bit rough. But the free dance, yeah. they had beautiful flow across the ice. The positions and their lifts were gorgeous. Again, like you were saying, the choreography is so well connected to the song choices, which we've definitely complained about in previous episodes with other teams. Oh, yes. Yes. But generally, this is just such a nice free dance. And especially for them, like, I I just, I really enjoyed everything about what they put out there this weekend. Exactly. Just very, very happy for them both. Alison, Salius, we love you. And we are so glad that you were able to compete at Rostelicum cup this weekend okay let's move on to annabelle morozov and andre bargain so their isu bio hobbies not as nice and like specific as allison's but hers are reading dancing and singing and his is basketball music and reading this is so dry compared to allison it's like can allison read write everyone's isu bios oh you know what how about like kathy interviews everyone and redoes their bios in Allison style like I'd be there done love it Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so Annabelle and Andre's rhythm dance was to a mashup of things that 
I was like, mm, okay, I'd rather you stick to like one theme. But they started off with Funny Honey from Chicago. It went into Sing Sing Sing, the Louis Prima song. And then it finished with It Don't Mean a Thing. If it ain't got that swing. And I love all those songs individually. But I'm like, why didn't you just stick with Chicago? Like, we haven't really seen that many Chicago rhythm dances, have we? We have not. And it was also, like, a lot of songs in the rhythm dance. That's, like, one of my pet peeves is, like, five million songs in the rhythm dance. We don't need that many songs. But, like, I get for Ice Dance you need the tempo changes and all of that stuff. So I get it. But, like, keep it to, like, one theme. Like, you can have multiple songs from, like, the same soundtrack or something. Like, I get that. But, like... Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> it was so funny because you could see Annabelle lip syncing the start. And I'm like, fair enough. It's Chicago. Um, but she dropped a level in the Twizzles. Uh, he got level four. She got level three. And their key points, they hit a no, yes, no, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Uh, it was funky. Yeah. What did you think? I think it's really interesting because, oh, the, the thing that I put down here is that what I disliked the most about the rhythm dance is that afterwards, when they were moving into the kiss and cry, their coach removed his mask to kiss her on the cheek. I was like, this is not COVID safe. Five exclamation marks. But like, it's her dad. So like, bubble? Sh- sure. But but I mean, why would you take your mask off? Girl, did you see Alexei Mishin? <laughs> Talk about taking masks off. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I generally liked the rhythm dance, but I thought it was really interesting. Just their mini battle with Lisa and Igor, they were just back and forth with, okay, so this is how it broke down. So in the rhythm dance, uh, Lisa and Igor had uh, 41.82 TES and 34.28 PCS, and then... Annabelle and Andre, they had 41.25 TES and 34.96 PCS. Um, so Very close. Yes, extremely close. Yeah, I think what Lisa and Igor, so that's Elisaveta Hudaiberdieva and Igor Bazin, what they lost out on in the rhythm dance was their key points. They only hit one. And I was like, they they really need to improve here if they want to make the push for Russia's top teams and like end up on top over Annabelle and Andre, who are their main competition. Um, So, yeah, I mean, if they got an extra key point, that would have given them an extra like 1.49 base points, which would have seen them go ahead of Morozov and Bargain in the rhythm dance. So, I mean, it was very, very tight. And, you know, I think... From the rhythm dance, it was fair. It was fair because they were pretty evenly matched. Yeah. And then, however, in the free dance, I mean, we'll talk about Lisa and Igor in a little bit, but they really pushed forward with their TES, their technical score. In the free dance, they scored 64.88, whereas Annabelle and Andre scored a 62.17. So there was a 2.7-ish point difference there in their TES for the free dance. Um, so they eventually, Annabelle and Andre, ended up uh, being fifth. And then Lisa and Igor ended up being fourth. Yeah, and I think due to the strength of Lisa and Igor's free dance, I think that was the right call. Because for Annabelle and Andre, and like we've said this before, I, at least me personally, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel their free dance much. It's like there's a lot of hard-hitting music, but it, it just doesn't grab me. Like, everything's flashy, but it doesn't grab me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's missing some kind of connection. I, I wrote down that I, there was not really a lot of feeling that I was getting from it. I, I think their twizzles were also not the greatest. They weren't perfectly in sync. Uh, however, they did receive positive GOEs on all of them. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> very, very uh, all Russian judges with Russian team. But... Yeah, I, I think that I can definitely see why uh, Lisa and Igor surged ahead in the free dance. Yeah, so how about let's just get stuck into Lisa and Igor. So um, let's start off with the Icy by Hobbies. She's got dancing, music, and figure skating. I mean... <laughs> figure skating. <laughs> a figure skater whose hobby is figure skating. Like, sure, I'll pay that, definitely. And Igor listed Dota 2, so that's a MOBA video game, snowboarding and traveling. So like, okay, 
I'll, I'll take that. That's that's not bland. Oh my god. So a uh, quick note on Dota 2 here. My husband used to play Dota 2 when we first started dating. And I was in a very intense grad school program when we first started dating. And when you play Dota 2, it involves you clicking your mouse like very, very quickly in rapid succession. And I was studying and it would be literally the most annoying noise I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, can you just stop playing that game? It is so irritating. So... Igor, I hope that there is no one in very intense graduate studies in your house while you were playing Dota 2. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> their rhythm dance was to the artist soundtrack and Sing Sing Sing. Now, like, I don't get me wrong, I love Sing Sing Sing, but like, stick to one theme. But although like this was a bit more blended than Annabelle and Andre's because Sing 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 had the same kind of vibe as... Um, the music from the artist soundtrack that Lisa and Igor used. Uh, like I said before, they only hit one key point. It was a no, no, yes, no. But they did get level four twizzles. Um, yeah, I just, I just really, really like them. I think they're just, they're great together. And yeah, I just, I want them to improve in their fin step. Yes. Same though. Uh, I thought it was really cute because at the very end of their uh, rhythm dance, Lisa did not like wave to the judges and give them like, you know, a general send off, but she gave them kind of just like a knowing glance. And I was like, you give those judges a knowing glance. She is such a little performer, that one. I love her. Love her. Uh, And then so their free dance was to the experience. And I'm mildly confused about kind of what the theme okay. or the story behind their free dance is supposed to be. So let me tell you what I think it's supposed to be. <laughs> you can tell All right, me. I'm really excited about this, to be honest. <laughs> so I think that this is supposed to be like an elderly couple uh, that's kind of like reminiscing about their lives uh, because I noticed that so she doesn't have gray or silver hair like naturally but on the sides of her hair by her temples she had the rest of her hair pulled back uh, there was some gray or silver in her hair but I noticed that Igor had less gray or silver in his hair like I think it was just not quite as obvious as Lisa's or I'm not really quite sure but anyways so the free dance begins with them doing some shaking or tremor like (laughs) movements I was like Uh, Does this indicate that you might be elderly? I'm not really quite sure what this is supposed to indicate, uh, but this is the vibe that I'm getting from it. Please correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) about this. No, I think you're correct. Um, They said that they start out as an old couple and then they reminisce on their lives. And so it starts from like when they're dating um, and they're like in that whole... uh, honeymoon period and then it kind of goes into like you can see when he proposes to her and then in the middle of the program when the music changes you can see like she's like cleaning the house and everything like cleaning the windows and he's just like drinking and becoming an alcoholic and she gets mad at him um and then that like resolves and then they have a baby and then so it's like kind of like that couple's whole life story um and I think they they do it in my opinion, at least, they do it really, really well. Like, it's obvious enough, but not, like, too in your face. Although some people might disagree with that. Um, but it's not, like, too subtle that people are like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Right. No, I think it's I think it's very telling that I didn't, like, make up some completely ludicrous story. Because that, <laughs> that tends to be, to be my inclination. Yeah. Um, why don't we throw back to the episode where you're about your theory... Danny G tampering <laughs> with Mariah Bell's with Mariah Bell's music. <laughs> yes, uh, so we could have gotten a ludicrous story like that, but that is just evidence that Lisa and Igor did a great job at actually telling the story that they intended to. So, yeah, I think all in all, I love them a lot. I think that it was correct that the judges chose to place them above Annabelle and Andre. Yeah, I'm just excited for them to develop more and see that because obviously they're not you know right at the top of the Russian teams at the moment because that those spaces are like taken and quite solidly taken but I feel like this I feel like they are definitely a couple to kind of just like sit in the background for like this Olympic cycle and really make a push the next Olympic cycle I mean she's 18 he's 25 like they've got time ahead of them so yeah, I just, I love this free dance and I love them just like you do. So yeah, 
really glad because they got fourth place at their yeah. first Grand Prix event. So like, decent effort, guys. Decent effort. All right, next we're going to talk about our bronze medalists, Anastasia Skoptskova and Kirill Alyoshin. She is 20, he is 23, she is into fashion and psychology, and he is into music and cars. Music. <laughs> this reminds me of Initial D from last episode. Music and cars, maybe that's why they chose Bonnie and Clyde soundtrack for their rhythm dance, which I actually really enjoyed. I really, really like this rhythm dance. They skated it really well, I think. I feel like they did Bonnie and Clyde justice. They hit all of their key points. They had great twizzles. What do you think? Uh, I have a couple of just like nitpicky things. I noticed that the red of her headband and her choker are not from the same color family as his costume. And it was really bothering me the entire time. Uh, I also... That's kind of like with Lisa and Eagles, like red. Like it was like a mauvey purple but hers was like red i was just like "Eh, it's a little bit of mismatch oh my gosh yeah Mm. not from the same color family but also i feel like maybe it wasn't like her her costume especially like wasn't super bonnie and clyde i'm not sure like i feel like their choreography and what they portrayed was bonnie and clyde but maybe not her costume maybe rethink that a little bit yeah sure I'll, i'll go with that um, but definitely what was on point was the all black costume for their free dance, which was to never tear us apart. And obviously this is the 50 shades version. <laughs> yes, it definitely was the 50 shades version. Um, <laughs> look, you know what? I, I like Bishop Briggs. I think she's awesome, but I, I don't know. This didn't grab me as much as the rhythm dance did, but like they're a strong team and you know, they've got good, a good base. So, and they've got performative quality. So, like, it was yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I think that there were like some bobbles and bumps here and there on some elements. Uh, I also put down that the sliding element really kind of lacked speed towards the end. I was like, are they going to come to a stop? Are they not going to come to a stop? But they did. But they just don't want They're anything okay. to tear them apart. <laughs> Sorry. They just don't want anything to tear them apart. I think I said, like, tear them apart. <laughs> uh, but I, I I also think that the costume of hers was very, very literal. Like, I was like, <laughs> if you put them in front of me and gave me three guesses as to what their free dance would be, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a Fifty Shades free dance. True that, true that. For sure. Um, so they won Junior Worlds a couple of seasons ago. So it's nice to see them up in the senior ranks and doing well. And I don't know, for me, they perform well, you know, and they hit all the accents and the music really well. But I don't feel much of a connection between the two. Or at least it wasn't like so much there that it, you know, really pulled me in. Yeah. And I think that like if you're going to be doing a Fifty Shades soundtrack program, like you better have some sort of connection. Like I do not want to see a flat connection Fifty Shades soundtrack free dance. But we already yeah, had just... that in the movie. So like we don't need to see yeah. it again. <laughs> we already had that in the movie. We don't need it again. But like, yeah, like I just didn't really feel much of a connection between them. Like everything was set up for them to perform this with like a lot of feeling but I didn't really get that yeah it was it was very individual feeling I I felt like yes yeah it wasn't like togetherness anyway um all right we're gonna move on to Tiffany Zahorsky and Jonathan Guerrero our silver medalists for the event her ISU bio hobbies are dancing swimming and walking very active and Jonathan you just listed one thing traveling that's just disappointing, Jonathan. Come on. Hey, at least it wasn't figure skating. <laughs> uh, anyway, they showed their programs to The Greatest Showman and Survivor, and we saw those last season and in the test skates. What did you think about their outing this time? Uh, I, I'm still not totally convinced about the... 18 million songs that they chose from the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Uh, they do choose different songs than typical Greatest Showman uh, programs, which True. which I'm happy about. But uh, their opening was a little rough. I was like, ooh, what's this going to be like? But eventually they pulled it together. Uh, the judges did give them level fours across the board. Not sure I would have done that. Um, but again, totally Russian judges with a Russian pair. So I can see why saying not sure I would have 100% agreed with them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a strong rhythm dance. I mean, they had level four twizzles. They hit all their key points. Although, like, initially they called it as, like, only hitting three. So, like, uh-huh. 
But yeah, like, like you said, I I ha- I still hate that cut in the music at the beginning. It's it, it's just weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, their free dance though was to Survivor, and gosh, that is punchy. Yeah, I really enjoy this free dance. I think it's a great. I think they do it really well. I think it matches their energy really yeah, well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like the choreo. I think that all in all, it was a great free dance i think it just wasn't enough to catch uh sinicina and katsalapov it just wasn't enough but but i really enjoyed everything Look, i don't it. i don't think anyone can catch catch those two including gabby and guillaume because like ruse fed is just like <laughs> pushing them real hard yes yes uh yeah so how about we get stuck into the discussion about sinicin and katsalapov because there's a lot to say. I mean, okay, let's let's start off easy, shall we? Let's start off with their hobbies. Hers is design, music, art, reading, and movies. Which, like, okay, all right, sure, I'll vibe with that. Get get ready for his right. Oh, gosh. Sports, music, and cyber sports. Oh, I don't appreciate that he separates <laughs> sports and cyber sports because that indicates that sports that cyber sports are not sports, which they are. It literally has the word sports in it. Nikita, come on. What are you doing here? I know, right? And then look <laughs> at Dota. You know, you've got to have a lot of finger muscle for that mouse clicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Cyber sports are sports. You can just indicate sports. Like Alexi Pachenko did. Just sports. <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite Alexi Pachenko. <laughs> <laughs> we always have to mention Alexi in every single episode that we do. That, that's very true. Um, will somebody keep a tally for us, will you? <laughs> So their rhythm dance is to Singing in the Rain. And I really like Victoria's grey dress. It's really beautiful and stuff. But, like, Nikita needed to have, like, a yellow pocket square to, hello, we need an ode to Gene Kelly here. Yes, please, Nikita. (laughs) You're really disappointing us so far. (laughs) You're really disappointing us, sir. Um, But he did not disappoint in the level four twizzles, the yes, yes, yes key points. It like their fin step was crisp and all of that. It was really clean, but like it wasn't perfect. I noticed, but nonetheless, really, really good. The Russian judges wouldn't have it any other way as well. Um, But 91.13 though, that's what they got for the rhythm dance. Okay. That's 6.5 points ahead of Zahorsky and Guerrero. Yeah, they, okay, so to break it down a little bit more, they had 10s across the board for composition. Oh, dear God. Yeah, they also had a 9.9 for interpretation. I'm like, is this really a 9.9 interpretation of Singing in the Rain? Like, are we really, is that what we're saying It wasn't a 10.0 for composition. Yes. I I just don't really agree with that. Like, I got... 12 tens in their PCS. 12 tens. That's a lot of tens. For singing in the rain. Yeah. I just... But like this singing in the rain, which was like very muted. Yeah, I, I think that I have issues with this because like they're basically saying that like this is like the top caliber of number one, like what they can produce as a team and also like what anyone else that achieves those scores can produce right and like we all know that just kind of like watching them that's not exactly what they're producing they're very good yeah right obviously we know that they're they're great we love them amazing i'm just not sure that these are the scores that i would give them yeah and i think that's my main issue with it and i know other people feel the same way and i think i'm not i don't want to speak for them but i'm going to assume that you know the problem is that it's not that Sunitsuna and Katsalapov don't deserve high scores, because they do. They're good. Like, everyone can see that. But though such high scores, like, if you're, Ruse Fed, if you're going to push them, like, make it subtle. <laughs> like, it, it just, it's no longer subtle. And I think that's, it just irks everybody because, like, what does that do for, number one, Sunitsuna and Katsalapov's own kind of, ego or idea about how they are and how they stand but everyone else's as well because I feel like they could they could be doing such stronger programs than that they than they have this season yeah I think that also this extends into their free dance they continued to get in the free dance they got five tens in their PCS I just this is okay so this free dance is to smile and come together it's a Michael Jackson free dance 
And <laughs> just even those five tens, <laughs> like that one rotational lift that is basically like very similar to the rotational lift in Tessa and Scott's Moulin Rouge. It's just like... It's just... It's the Walmart Quinny lift. <laughs> it's just not there, you know? I just don't think this program with this quality deserves five tens in PCS. Sure, high scores, great, you know? I do enjoy the rest of the program. I think they have great speed across the ice. I think they have a great connection. Just not this high of a score, you know? Yeah. Like, also, in okay, in general... I'm not really a fan of this free dance because I feel like you can pick much better Michael Jackson songs and like, I don't know. Like I appreciate that they used like not as popular Michael Jackson medley songs, but it just felt too muted. Like there wasn't any, I don't know, Michael Jackson character and spunk in them. Like, I don't know. I all all of their programs just seem very same same and muted. And now I know a lot of people say that also of Gabby and Guillaume, but they're same same in terms of like lyrical quality. At least it's two different music. Like different kinds of music. This all for Sinitsa and Katalpov, it all just seems very yeah. flat. Yeah, I just I don't get like this program did not get me super hype. And I'm a person that gets super hype really easily. <laughs> but this program <laughs> yes. did not get me super hype. I just think that like I really enjoy these two. You know, like I like them as a team. I enjoy watching them. It just kind of sucks for like people who are watching to see them get these scores and it almost does them a disservice too because it's kind 100%. of like yeah because all people see now are these big scores right and they're kind of like even now we've been talking about the scores right it's kind of like we're not seeing you know what's actually happening all we're seeing is like oh my gosh these scores are just like they're just gigantic yeah, I, it really sucks because it just takes away from them as a dance team, like all all the politicking surrounding them. So ugh, I just I just hope that next season, which is the Olympic season, they get two really strong programs. But nevertheless, they were definitely our gold medalists. And I mean, congratulations to them. I, I think that maybe I would have had them sitting in the gold medal position anyways, just perhaps not with these specific numbers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So... Anyway, we did miss out on Stepanova and Buchan, this competition, which I really, really love Stepanova and Buchan, and I really want to see them up against Sunitsuna and Katalapov and see how much they've improved, because they're really the ones who um, are really giving the fight to Sunitsuna and Katalapov. So I really wanted to see them. I guess we'll have to wait for Russian nationals, but they're still out because their coaching team had cases of coronavirus and you know that just it's just COVID everywhere in Russia (laughs) and you know a whole bunch of things just pretty much made sure that they weren't ready for this competition so I mean I'd rather have them safe rather than sorry so we miss you but yeah let's talk about men shall we yes our chaotic men's field chaotic Russian men um <laughs> love the chaos of Russian men. I love it. Oh, me too. I think this was a great event, even though it was so chaotic. But you know, it, it gives me my feel of chaos for the week and the month and the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um how about let let's start with um a guy who didn't do so well in the competition, but we we need him as an honorable mention. It is, of course, Artyom Kovalyov whose ISU bio hobby lists just one thing, reading. He's oh my coached... god, is he me? Yes, it's you. <laughs> it's he's, he's coached by Alexander Volkov and Evgeny Plushenko. And he had a really, like, not great competition, but we need to talk about his costumes. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, th- so there was a large costume malfunction in the free skate. Uh, his belt had just kind of fallen to pieces. <laughs> What was that? I don't think that was him. It was him. He literally came off the ice and he was like fidgeting with his belt. Like it looked like it was like falling apart. Oh, yes. The flapping belt. I have that in my notes. Oh, do you? Okay. Yes. Literally. It was, it was definitely. Yeah. Him. Like the capital god, the flapping belt. Um, His free skate was to Queen Medley. Um, but uh, I think, okay, I think only Australians will get this, but 
when I first saw his Queen Medley costume, I was like, did he steal his shirt from a David Jones gift bag? Or like either he did that or had a chessboard pressed onto his chest. Like, and plus the blue acid wash jeggings. I do not understand what a David Jones gift bag is, but maybe I'll make a more universal reference. Uh, the first thing I <laughs> thought of was that he was a part of Lightning McQueen's pit crew, assistant to Guido and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> David Jones is like, um, let's just say like Bloomingdale's or like okay. it's like a, it's a department store. I got you. Um, <laughs> I got you. But but he's with like a logo that's very similar to Artyom's show. Okay, I understand. Uh, but he's ready to just head right into the pit stop and and don some working gloves. <laughs> yeah, but he had some pit stop errors in this free skate. Oh, but like okay. Also, I have a note about his short program costume, the rhinestone fake belt. I can't, Joss. The rhinestone oh, fake no. belt. Oh, poor Artyom. I was like, this costume came from Plushenko's costume closet. It was just like tucked oh, away no. and Plushenko's just like, have a look in there and see what you can find. Poor thing. I feel like he has a really nice attitude. He seems like a really nice guy. He does. I think that Yeah, I think that he has a lot of potential. I, I think that it just wasn't his weekend. No, it wasn't. And he needs Maybe to rethink the costumes a little bit. Uh, he won't, but like, we think he needs to. <laughs> Maybe Lightning McQueen is hiring. Maybe he'll be the only person hiring in 2020 since it is so difficult out there to find jobs now. <laughs> uh, we also, apart from a Lightning McQueen appearance, we also had a Weasley family appearance. Oh. <laughs> so it just so happened that Ilya Yablokov and Evgeny Semenyenko both skated to Notre Dame de Paris for their free skate. Both of them look like they could be Weasley twins. <laughs> um, although Evgeny Semenyenko did much better. He had a wonderfully great free skate and he actually held top spot for quite some time. Uh, you know, he had really nice opening quads, the quad toe and the quad sow. And I think he just, he's a Mishan boy. He's a Mishan boy. Um, he just had a really great skate in the free, so I was very, very happy for him. Yeah, he was actually at the uh, end of the short program. He was tied with Makar Ignatov, but he received a higher score for the free skate, so he overall placed higher. So I thought he had really great, this is the first senior season. I was like, this is a pretty good weekend for him. Yeah, his ISU bio hobbies are very typical of a 17-year-old. They are soccer and computer games. Oh, so nice. So nice. So Love nice. It. I just appreciate, you know, music, reading, and traveling aren't in there. So <laughs> thanks, Evgeny. Um, <laughs> and no sports, nor are there cyber sports. Yeah. At least he's very specific with, like, soccer. So. <laughs> yes. One sport. I think Evgeny's got, like, really nice lines, which kind of go out the window when he exit exits his jumps. But, you know, he's 17. Like, there's definitely room and time for polish. He's got time. It's his first senior season. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Congratulations, Evgeny, by the way. Let's move on to one of our favorite young beans, Andrei Mozolyov, whose ISU bio hobbies are unfortunately reading and music, although we both love reading and music. Reading and music. He is also part of the Weasley family. He's Mr. Ron Weasley. His <laughs> short program was to Sadness Part 2 by Enigma, and he had a like an insane quad flip. It was so cool. So great. But then he follows it up with a quad toe, single toe. Oh, this is on. Okay. When, when I saw that on the screen that his music was called Sadness by Enigma, I was like, that is one of the most morose titles I've ever heard in a long time. This is like all, this is along the same lines as like Sad, Beautiful, Tragic by Taylor Swift from the, the Red Album. <laughs> but also when I heard the music, I was like, this is music that Shoma Uno would skate to. <laughs> Oh my, true. So true. And he also right. did a quad flip. Yeah. Maybe he's just the Russian Shoma. Russian Shoma. Oh my gosh, we found him. We, yes, we did. Um, his free skate was to the man with the harmonica. And okay, I have to say, his quad toes look too easy. Oh yeah. It was. I really like the flow to his skating. Like even when the jumps aren't all there, which they weren't, unfortunately, in this program. But He's a ple he's a pleasing skater to watch. He is. I okay. So I was mildly confused about his choreography and the costume choice. I was like, 
does this go with the music? It kind of looked like he was like an artist's studio and he only had himself covered with an apron from like the chest down. (laughs) And his shoulders were just kind of like exposed and they were only using white and red paint. And he just got kind of like splattered. I was like, I don't know what kind of vibe you're going going for with the shirt, sir. Maybe he like... Maybe when Nathan Chen's bus shirt was made, he was standing behind it and took all, like, the excess paint. The excess paint. (laughs) And their torsos are exactly the same size. So Nathan absorbed all of the paint and there was no excess in the torso area, just in the shoulders. (laughs) Just measured it. She took out her tape measure and she measured their torso sizes. Um, Speaking of torsos... (laughs) He's also one of the boys who wore the black sheer undershirt rather than like a white undershirt or like nothing underneath. And I actually kind of like the having the black sheer underneath underneath their shirts. I think it's a good look. I, I was so distracted by the paintballing going on up top that I <laughs> didn't notice the black sheer, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, but just generally in the free skate, uh, he did pop his flip. However, uh, he did leave a lot of points on the table after that happened, but he recovered really well. I was like, oh, made a mistake, moved on. Love it. Let's let's also talk about another... Okay, he doesn't qualify as a young bean anymore because he's 20, but he does qualify as the skater to morose ballad category. <laughs> and that is Makar Ignatov, whose who's ISU bio hobbies are cinema and music. Uh, okay. So Makar skated to I Can't Go On Without You by Kaleo for his short program and Je Suis Malade for his free program. And I was like, is Makar the Amber Glenn of Russia? <laughs> like his music titles all fit in the morose ballad category. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, yeah. And he has the, in his free program to Je Suis Malade, I think he took Adelina Sotnikova's dress when she skated to Je Suis Malade <laughs> and just like, was just like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to do that. Let's cut off the skirt and put pants on because it's very similar. It's got like the, the the dark blue with like the singular heart over the chest. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is very much Amber Glenn category, which is totally fitting because in his short program and his free program, that quad loop. Woo, yeah. That looked way too easy. Very, it's very insane. easy. In the short program, like even the technical panel had had his quad loop like down as a triple loop at first before they were just like oh wait no 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 no. why is everyone clapping so hard it's actually a quad loop but it was a massive short program it was he did his quad loop he did a quad toe triple toe and triple axle he did all of that then trips at the start of his step sequence (laughs) thanks Makar. thanks thanks uh he also had a pockets moment at the very top of the program he did we love a pockets moment on this podcast do you reckon yan han and him would be really great friends oh my gosh they can skate to sad things together true and then they can do a show where like their hands are in their pockets the entire time (laughs) okay did you ever have like you know the the kids toys that like uh poly pockets (laughs) poly pockets they can be makar and (laughs) yan pockets (laughs) they can be the boy versions of them that that sell a lot we love we love pockets here they also Um. have something else in common in that they both have like really beautiful carriage and really beautiful lines. They do. I really enjoy both of them. They do. Uh, however, I do think that Makar needs to work on his spins. His spins, especially in the short program, oh. were so slow. Yes. I was like, sir, you need to rotate a little bit more. <laughs> he left all the rotation in his quads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he left it all in the quads. I was yeah, like, th- those spins. Those spins were a bit hard. They were a little hard. Uh, Like you were saying, the step sequence was also a little bit clumsy. He tripped at the start of it. Some of the choreo was also a little bit clumsy, but like the jumps were beautiful. He just has like a a presence about him. He does. And he's very tall as well. And he exudes even taller energy. Wow. Take that how you will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And his free skate to Je suis malade. Now, we did comment that at Russian test skates, he looked very, very gassed. Oh, yeah. So it was great to see that by Rostelecom Cup, he had worked a lot on his conditioning and polish since test skates, which definitely showed because he skated pretty well, apart from him subjecting himself to the curse of the popped flip, but... 
great competition overall for him. Yeah, with that pop flip, uh, unfortunately, I-, I saw even like before he began the jump, I knew it was bad news. He had no speed or momentum going into the jump. I was like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> uh, but he did recover very nicely after with the triple S and the triple loop immediately after it. Um, but unfortunately, he did leave a lot of points on the table because he did pop the flip um, and he only had two combos. So there were a lot of points that he did leave. He ended up tying with Semenenko, which we said earlier. It was a very interesting men's free skate. It really was. And we're going to move on to another another boy who, like Nikita Katsalapov, left us a little disappointed. And that is Mr. Dmitry Aliyev. Oh, Dima. Oh, sweet, sweet Dima. Sweet Dima. Uh, I mean, number one, welcome back. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we missed you at Russian Test Skates. Uh, but, okay, let's get stuck into his short program, which, like we mentioned in a couple of episodes prior, is the same short program as the Olympic season. It's to Walst. Oh, my fave. And yes, it's my fave too. My fave. But this wasn't a great short program from him. No, it wasn't. Uh, the, the triple axle was just, I knew that from the takeoff, it was just not going to happen. Yeah, he like completely missed his toe. Um, I also wonder like if he bailed out of the quad lutz at the last minute. Yeah. at the top, he normally does a quad lutz, but then he changed it to a triple lutz combo. And I was like, it looked like he was going for a quad lutz there. Yeah, so, I noticed hmm. that too. I was like, hmm, I wonder. Uh, but I did notice that. So we all know that he changed his costume from Olympic season from the red coat to now his green coat. If any of you play Animal Crossing, uh, <laughs> you will know that there is a red noble coat and also a green noble coat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so oh my I'm God. Nathan's taken the red noble coat and Dima can have the green noble coat. Yeah. He just went into Abel's and he bought the green noble coat and the red noble coat. And he, then he went to the airport and then he sent it to Nathan for 200 <gasps> bells. <laughs> oh. oh. And he kept the green one for himself. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, the actual story is that Nathan went into Abel's, bought the red noble coat, then was like, oh, Dima skating to Walt's Masquerade. I'm going to send it to him. And then Dima's going to send it back. Like s- traveling sisters of the traveling pants. Is that what it's called? Yes. Traveling sisterhood of the traveling sister sister pants. Sister- oh my gosh. Brotherhood of the noble coat. Brotherhood of the noble coat. Brotherhood of the noble coat. Who's going to get it next? <laughs> Oh, maybe maybe Maurice should have gotten it for his Tosca free program. <laughs> no, I liked the costume. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, moving on to Dima's free skate, it was to Limencita by Il Volo. Now, this is not a costume that I liked. I truly dislike this shirt. <laughs> Wait, why do you hate it so much? Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't like it. Like, did somebody? It looks like a stock photo of a figure eight somebody did with a sparkler on New Year's Eve. And then they just slapped it on a blank shirt and called it a day. Oh, I thought it looks kind of like a man firebird costume. <laughs> but he's not skating to firebird. No, he's not. That it, is true. It, the, the shirt looks like there should be like edgy rock music, just like Jimmy Ma. But it's not edgy rock music. He is no Jimmy Ma. Dima is no Jimmy Ma. No, but in this free program, to me, Dima looked off. Like the landings all looked like really tight and he had to save them. They were just rough. It wasn't a good skate for him, unfortunately. Yeah, especially on the Lutz. He did manage to save it, but it was not rotated. I don't think it looked rotated fully. Um, I, I do think that it is pretty good considering he started skating and competing late after you know he was injured in the season true and do you remember what he was like sitting on the ice at the end of the last season that he competed in? do you remember what competition was that but at the end of his free program he was literally just like sitting on the ice upset with himself in a black shirt so <laughs> i think i've that- blocked that memory out <laughs> it was very upsetting i don't want to think about it anymore but i think that this is a different dima than the one upset on the ice in his black shirt so true yeah hopefully we can only see improvement from here 
Yeah, he came fifth overall and was just behind Andre Mozeliov, who came second in the free skate. So, like, great job, Andre. But let's move to the top three. Let's start with our bronze medalist and personally my favorite young bean, Piotr Gumenik. Now, his ISU bio hobbies make me love this boy even more. Aww, wait. His ISU bio hobbies are music, basketball, neurobiology, and Whoa. biochemistry. Whoa, Peter. It goes from zero to 60 really fast, Peter. doesn't it? Oh my gosh, this totally goes with something that I think about him. I think he has, uh, he reminds me of Jimmy Neutron. Yes. So he has like small energy, but big brain energy, <laughs> which is totally the vibe of his ISU bio. Small energy, but big brain. Small, but big brain. Speaking <laughs> of people he reminds you of and reminds me of, I feel like he is very similar to, he gives me Shark Boy from Shark Boy and Lava Girl vibes. <laughs> yes, he does. And it's so great because it's like Taylor Lautner and like we all love Taylor Lautner, right? He doesn't love Taylor Lautner. Taylor Swift doesn't love Taylor Lautner, <laughs> if I'm answering that question. <laughs> oh, hello, 2000s. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Piotr skating. His short program was to Moonlight Sonata, performed and arranged by Hidden Citizens. Okay, he opened with a gorgeous quad sow. Then he did a tri- triple loop, so nice. triple loop, a la Anna Shebakova, a la Tutberidze Girls, and... He has a gorgeous... Oh, so easy, though. I that know. That Lutz loop combo, so easy. So, so easy. And he has a gorgeous... He has gorgeous spins. He Like that flying camel and donut spin, and then he goes into... Y'all know what I mean. He does the little stretch thing. I don't know what it's exactly called. It's an upright variation. It's great. He scored a 96.26. Woohoo! Good on ya. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Uh, I also noted, though, that he was wearing Brady's jumpsuit from her Florence the Machine program. (laughs) I was like, I've seen that jumpsuit, Pete. Small Pete, I've seen Uh, that somewhere. (laughs) What was not on Brady, though, and what really was the highlight of the men's event for me, was Piotr's Phantom of the Opera and his Poto costume. Oh my gosh, wait, I thought he kind of looked like both Dracula and a founding father at the same time. I don't know how that's possible, (laughs) but he did it. I said that too in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which founding father, though? Maybe he could have been in Hamilton. Maybe he can be the Russian in Russia's Hamilton. Russia's (laughs) Hamilton. Uh, Maybe. Okay. Maybe all the found. Okay. This is my theory. Okay. Maybe all the founding fathers are like a different Halloween mascot. So like there's Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, like a mummy, a pumpkin, you know, all of these (laughs) Halloween friends. Are the founding fathers? I don't know who's the pumpkin. John Adams. John Adams. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, John Adams. Um, sorry, John. <laughs> sorry, sir. Um, but I absolutely love his Phantom of the Opera Free Skate. He uses like the music pieces that you associate with the Broadway soundtrack more than your typical skating Phantom of the Opera program. So I really, really appreciate it. Also, my notes for him are in all capital letters. Um, (laughs) That's how I felt when he skated. Um, And in capital letters, I also wrote, Piotr, you do a quad sow, double toe, double loop, then fall on twizzles. (laughs) <laughs> come on come on and then he fell on his second quad sow and i was like no yeah peter what, what's but up with that he did end up on the podium so i'm very very happy about that i love it i loved both his short program and his free skate i thought it was great i think he was definitely one of the highlights of the event for me i thought i thought he was great yeah me too okay let's talk about our silver medalist who I think surprised everybody this competition. Um, I think he also surprised his coach, Ateri Tutberitsa. It is Mr. Georgia himself, Maurice Kvitelashvili. Um, unfortunately, his ISU bio is kind of boring. Oh. It's movies, music, reading, and dancing. Although the dancing bit's cool. The dancing bit's okay. cool. And you know, you can. I'll accept it. I'll accept it too. His short program was to Amsterdam by Jacques Brel. 
which was great. Ugh. I really, really enjoyed this so show. So good. Popped off. Maurice popped off. And he didn't pop any jumps. Woo, woo. No, he did not. He, he did not do that. He did a quad sow, triple toe. He did a triple axle. He did another quad toe. It was an Beautiful. excellent skate. And like 99.56, I thought it was well-deserved. He was the winner of the short program. It was just a great skate for him. It was. However, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this costume. I, the red pant blue Neither shirt is very like kindergartners here are your primary colors like it was very much a primary colors lesson uh however i do love i do choice. enjoy the lace up front it's very 2014 yes. and also very camden polkinen we love a camden look yeah I, the pants were a bold choice pants were a lot <laughs> it was a lot i felt like i felt like maybe he got the color palette and was just like, yeah, I'll go with that. But then his designer didn't specify which color would go on <laughs> which item of clothing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. I'm, I'm not sure that that was the costume that I would have chosen. But I mean, the skating was great. It's fine. He can yes, wear primary colors. Who am I to tell That's him he can't fine. wear primary colors? <laughs> um, he definitely went for a more muted color palette in his free skate, which was to Tosca. And... He was the last skater of the night. And I feel like I'm not too sure whether if I was him, I'd put pressure on myself to snatch that gold or just skate cleanly. Okay, so when he was skating, okay, I was watching the technical box on the TV. And this man (laughs) ended with basically like a 93 for his TES, okay? And the current leader was Misha, Mikhail Kolyada, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, And he had 93.5. And I was like, men, men, excuse me, boys, uh, you're (laughs) giving me a heart attack here. Like, I'm not going to survive this weekend if you do this. It was so tight. Uh, But unfortunately, his score did go down to 88.74 from the 93 on the screen. But it was still a lot of anxiety, a a lot of anxiety for me. I, I know. I feel like given how Misha skated, he had to really skate lights out and skate cleanly to win. And unfortunately, he did fall on his quad toe. And okay, it's funny. So he's a Tutbaritsa boy. And we all know Tutbaritsa is famous for the full blade assist on the jumps and cheated entrances. And this boy has the most full blade assist I have ever seen into his quad toe loops. Like it it honestly looks like a quad sow or quad whatever. It's just it doesn't look like a toe loop. But he so he tried two quad toe loops. The first was in combination quad toe double toe. He landed that. Then his second quad toe, it looked like he hit the toe pick more and ironically, it's the one he fell on. <laughs> and also I feel like Maurice is the only person in the world, or like at least part of the very few, select few, who can under-rotate an oiler, a half loop. <laughs> uh, Maurice. <laughs> Please. Uh, but yes, he definitely wasn't up there with Misha Kolyada's program components. That is pretty clear to everybody, I think. Definitely. But I still was just like holding out for a Georgia win for him, which would have been really cool. But nonetheless, he got a silver. Um, I we could have, have had a Georgia though. win in the States and also yeah. at the Rust Telecom Cup. But unfortunately, I mean, I guess fortunately, we, we, we only got one of those. <laughs> we got the one that really matters here. <laughs> true. Very true. I do have to mention, though. So I keep forgetting that Maurice's coached by Terry Tuparitsa, Sede Dudikov, and Daniil Gleichengaus. And so when he started off his Tosca program and did the first opening steps, I was like, okay, now I remember who your coaches are. <laughs> because the first opening steps should really just be called the Daniil Gleichengaus. The whole step forward, go onto your toe picks, bend your knees, lean back, and just do the whole ah moment and, you know, re- open up your arms. I swear Medvedeva had the exact same choreography in what, like, a program of hers, like, Daniil. Yes, so he did get the silver medal, but our gold medal, well-deserved, is Mikhail Kolyada, whose hobbies in his ISU bio is playing the guitar, the one and only playing the guitar. 
playing the guitar. I feel like this is very much his energy. I feel like out of everyone, he would be the person that only lists one one singular hobby in his ISU bio. I know, but it's like playing the guitar. It's like it's not. It's at least like not John, not like Jonathan Guerra, who's just traveling. Traveling. <laughs> it's like I'll I'll list one, but I'll give you multiple words. Playing the <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Anyway, his short program is to Let's Get Loud by the Baseballs. Fave. And, fave. Oh, fave. So good. But it wasn't such a great... It was probably the worst short program he's delivered this season, which is saying, like, a lot, but which means, like, his previous performances were just so stellar. But oh, his skating quality is so good. You can tell the difference between him and, you know, the field of skaters who were before him. Like, within the first glide he takes across the ice, you're just like whoa you're on a different level yeah i uh my favorite part of this program is when he tugs on his collar right before the entry yes. to the quad toe i'm like ugh, i love this but then there was the quad toe unfortunately yeah <laughs> yeah no he added that collar pop in like russian cup i think it was a russian cup three or four i think it might have been three and he just like added that little collar pop and i was just like "Ooh, oh i love misha it. you're getting I fancy <laughs> i love it <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he had a great triple axel in the short program and he saved the triple it's triple toe landing. So it wasn't the best skate from him. No. But he definitely turned it on for his free program, which was to Nuriev from the White Crow soundtrack. It was, okay, there were two things. One was the popped axel, the single axel. The second one was the triple Lutz Euler double salco instead of the triple Otherwise, the rest was perfection. Oh my gosh. Okay, literally, this is my favorite free skate of his of all time. Okay, number one. But also, after he popped the axle, he then went on to, okay, old Misha would literally be like totally looking forlorn, He'd capitulate. disgruntled, panicked. He would be very yeah. upset had he popped that axle, okay? But new Misha, yes. let's get loud Misha. Instead, where he planned the flip in his free skate, he put the triple axle back there and he nailed it. I was like, this is new Misha. This is not old Misha. This is new Misha. King, the audacity. Thank you, Misha, for for having that growth. You know, this is gross. Having that this gro- is the character arc we I like know. to see. This is like exactly. We're so proud of you. Oh my gosh, we are so proud of you. This is like those graphics on mental health Instagram that has those like oh, little yes. hand drawn stickers, and one of them says like, "I wasn't too hard on myself today." He needs one of those. I'll give one to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I'm just I'm so happy with Misha. Like you could tell in his short program that he was like deeply unhappy with with how he skated and he definitely did I feel like you could see a flicker across his eyes going like oh this sucks when he popped his axle and made a few mistakes but then he's just like nope no 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 I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna chuck that extra triple axle in like hmm yes oh my gosh and he was gorgeous I love it he was so gorgeous love it and deserved winner because that free skate was uh, so nice it was so beautiful by far the best free skate he's ever had. Oh, yes. Uh, so good. I mean, not this particular free skate, but like the program. The, I'm talking about the program. So oh, good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on brand. Definitely in character. Congratulations, Misha, on your Vestelcom Cup win. Yes. Okay. I think we're going to end here for men and ice dance because otherwise we could talk about this for ages and we still got ladies and pairs to record. But... Let's go into a little quick kiss and cry. All right. So for the book this week, we obviously had to choose a book inspired by our favorite founding father, Piotr Gumenic, uh, and also his Phantom of the Opera Free Skate. And the book that we chose has some parallels to kind of like the general feel to Phantom. And this author is definitely a Phantom fan because there are references that Anyone who knows Phantom will understand. This book is called Winter Song by S.J. Jones. J is spelled J-A-E. And this is a gothic fantasy novel set in 1800s in Germany. Our protagonist, Liesel, her sister is kidnapped by the Goblin King. And Liesel makes it her mission to rescue her. She's lured into the Goblin King's dwelling and becomes more and more enveloped into his life and world as her journey goes on. 
Because Liesl is a composer, the whole book basically revolves around music. There are some gorgeous descriptions of music. Um, eventually, a romance begins. I'm not going to tell you between who, but you can probably guess. Um, and the combination of the music descriptions and the romantic passages are literally the perfect formula for the writing of this book. If you are a Phantom of the Opera fan, I am pretty sure you'll love this book. Again, it is called Winter Song by S.J. Jones. Yes, we definitely wanted to do a book inspired by by the lovely costume to Phantom of the Opera that our little Piotr Gumenic wore. So yeah, that's our book for the week. And we're going to wrap this up real quick because we've got more episodes coming your way. So yep, that is it for us for episode eight. I'm Claudia and come chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod. That's L-U-T-Z Get Down Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. If you like this podcast and also want to be a part of Lightning McQueen's pit crew, please give us some far star love on any of your podcasting platforms. We would really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.